it's great to be here um, on the opening uh, episode of the Fact Check podcast. Thank you for having uh, me, Johnny. That, well, no, thanks for having me. I mean, you, you know, you're making this happen. We're, we're sat here due to, um, actually, it's not due to strict COVID lockdowns at all, is it? We're just in our different workplaces for, <laughs> for the time being. We've just kind uh, of slid into our comfort zones now. And, well, I'm at work, but I'm in a nice, tight, cozy corner. Well, as you can see, I'm, I'm in my home office right here with a, <laughs> with a book, bookshelves behind and everything. Anyway, look, this is the first, the first episode of the Fact Check podcast, uh, right. which is very exciting because we've been talking about this for some time. Uh, we, we obviously like the sound of our voices way more than we should. Indeed. And you've, you've convinced me that probably doing a video version will be even better because it means that we can do both audio and video and, and tick tick a lot of boxes and That's one correct. of the and one of the channels that we will probably tick by having our video podcast will be youtube indeed uh, now I, 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 correct me if i'm wrong fad but i just saw in the last week uh, a couple of articles actually written by you all about youtube um, and if you don't mind, I was going to try and tackle that during the, the, the inaugural podcast. Uh, how do you feel about that? That is indeed correct because, and as we know, this is a fact check podcast. What you mentioned is indeed a correct fact that I did write an article on how marketers and brand managers and agencies and clients and everyone out there who's been creating content should be using YouTube more effectively and efficiently. And let's do this. I'm fairly excited. Hence the reason why we're even doing this on video, because I'm a well, big advocate. Well, I, I had my first wash for a month uh, just to be ready for this. So it's, it's, quite, it's quite good. Um, <laughs> but um, no, no, look, we're talking, about, we're talking about YouTube here, which is, which is great. Um, widely touted, I think this is in your article, widely touted as the second biggest search engine in the world. Surprising that Bing doesn't leapfrog it at some point, but that, no, that's fine. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, and I, I, I work in agency with, with quite a lot of brands, and obviously you, you run your own agency. Um, most brands, most clients, they just don't give this channel the attention it deserves. I, I get the impression that more, I mean, obviously the last year or so, TikTok has been the video sensation to come out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. um, and ev everyone is making TikToks now, all cross-generational uh, brands are doing it. There's challenges and hashtags that are just sweeping the world at the moment. Obviously, we don't want to get into the trade war uh, mm -hmm. and what's happening with TikTok alongside that as well. But I, I tend to agree with your article when you sort of say, you know, YouTube, even in the headline I'm looking at now, YouTube, seven ways to boost brand equity on the grown-up video platform. Because YouTube is grown up. It's, you know, it's been around a long time. Uh, I mean, you, you know, you're in a digital agency. I mean, what does YouTube, apart from, before we go into your specific cheat sheet, what does YouTube do for a brand? So... I'd like to take a few steps back and you touched some really valid points over there. Uh, YouTube has been around for much longer than many of the social media channels out there. It's really ironic 
And it's really uh, worrying for that matter for a digital marketer that not many brands even look at or even consider YouTube as, in, you know, they don't really put it in the spotlight when it comes to planning as much as they should. Uh, in my opinion, being the second most popular search engine, the numbers speak for themselves. We all know whether it's Alexa or whether you look at any of the reports out there. Uh, I just believe that it takes a back step or it hides somewhere in the backstage. Uh, it's just a matter of how clients want to really use it or how agencies want to represent it. It's currently being used only as a repository where people are uploading their videos, creating their playlists, and then leveraging their Google display advertising campaigns because it is the backbone. Whenever you want to run a campaign, you will have to upload a video eventually on YouTube. Yep. Yep. But that is the functional aspect of it. What people don't realize that it's all about what people are searching from and it is the means to the end. I'll be honest. I learned how to swim on YouTube. It's very funny. Grown well, up well, man. Well, Whilst in the sea, for whilst on the edge of my pool, <laughs> I had a big iPad sitting there <laughs> on the bench on the side and learning how to breathe, and it is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. Yeah. It is. It's yeah. and I, for a person who could, you know, there's so many things like cycling and swimming and stuff, which are which have to do with a lot of engaging your arms and limbs and so on and so forth. You probably wouldn't imagine, but there's so many things which the brain actually absorbed. So yeah. coming back to what I was saying, I, I just believe that it's still not given the credit it should be. It's still being analyzed and measured from a functional aspect. However, there are brands out there and there are many who have literally leveraged the power of YouTube. Uh, I just think it just doesn't translate into millions and millions of impressions, which are KPIs and measures delivered by a lot of Facebook and Instagram and other social media channels on YouTube, amassing millions of views does take an effort. And I just yeah. feel that we get lost in that. It's that long tail though, isn't it? That's the thing, you you, you, you put it yeah. there. Yes. And as, as you say, I mean, look, you know, Google search engine number one, YouTube search engine number two, obviously Google also will serve up quite a lot of YouTube videos because they're kind of related. Mm -hmm. But you know, for the for the old school uh, Googler like myself, I will probably go to Google first, but a lot of people will search directly into YouTube. That is correct. Uh, whereas I wouldn't search, and maybe I'm, you know, I'm over 40, so I'm probably not qualified, to, but I wouldn't search the likes of Facebook for a video. On, on Facebook, I tend to consume the content as it's served up to me. I wouldn't search for something specifically. That's so if right. something's in my feed or it's a friend's birthday or a new baby or a, a dog on its back doing something cute, I will probably engage with that video and that will be your impressions. And obviously there's the whole algorithm and a different forms of advertising around that on, on Facebook specifically. But on YouTube, you tend to go in and you 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 discover things almost, almost organically as much That's as anything right. else. Obviously, if you then add some paid campaign to that as well it just amplifies the great content that's already there i think the beauty of and, and i keep on you know i'm a big fan of youtube primarily because that's what we do day in and out in terms of analytics and audience uh, segmentation uh, as you rightly pointed out it is a very intent driven channel so when you're looking for something you go onto google when you're looking for something you go onto youtube 
So as you correctly mentioned, rather than being thrown stuff at your faces, it is something which is very intent driven. And as marketers or as you know, advertising professionals, we know very well how an intent driven action translates into conversion as compared mm -hmm. to just a hit or an impression. Well, and back, and back to the, the, that whole in, intention and, you know, the search aspect, this is why blogging is, is so important as well. I, because, you know, obviously, uh, well, Google loves a blog, you know, because it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a specific uh, topic on something. And, you know, it's, it's almost like you've almost built that expertise and credibility through mm -hmm. regular blogging, Google's crawled the site. And, and that's exactly... I would always recommend that to clients. You know, if, if you're doing a, and who isn't doing digital content these days, but if you are doing it, make sure that your your website SEO is sorted. You have a blog section there. That is uh, your, your videos are all tagged and and placed in the right places. In fact, you, you were showing me for how your, your company website, how you don't even host videos on your, well, maybe you still do, but your video at the top of your website is, is a YouTube one. It does. It does help on search rankings. Uh, again, we also have to realize Google itself, when I say Google, I mean the entire ecosystem for that matter, works hand in hand. So one arm leverages and supplements the other. And if you can really crack that code and get them to talk to each other, that's where you actually get to search, rank higher on search as well. We don't host videos remotely and natively on our website because we know we can have targeted search on YouTube and leverage that traffic onto our website, embedded via an iframe onto a blog or to a WordPress website, and suddenly you're ranking higher. I refer to in my article where I say that digital channels on YouTube are like bookshelves in a library. Now, we are the librarians. And if you do a really bad job at that, if someone walks into a library and says, I'm looking for the latest book by Dr. Jane Goodall on chimpanzee research in a certain part of Sub-Saharan Africa, and you are throwing a funny TikTok one video. Of my, one of my favorites. I think I've got it just over I there. Know, um, I can see you've got the paperback and the hard, hard condition. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But 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 if if as a librarian you you hand them a, a Spider-Man comic and the, or maybe just or you just show them a TikTok video of, of a of a really cute cat. Uh, that's not what I'm looking for, and, and that's our job. We're the custodians. We can have this debate till the end of time with our clients, and then you know there's always going to be this apprehension between what the client wants and what the agency says. I'm just saying, just put the book on the right shelf. But Fab, I mean, you you gave a great example there. When you're going looking for certain information, uh, that's fine, and that's a very serious as you said, intent-driven search, but surely it's quite nice to see a picture of a cat just between, you know, maybe maybe you're looking for that serious book, but then you, you need a bit of light entertainment once you've done that serious search. Is that not, no, is that not the, maybe it is indeed, me. as long as I don't end up spending my whole time in the library looking at funny cat videos. Time is that limited resource that we're all, yeah, exactly, we're all fighting for attention of people. So uh, yeah, do, does anyone have the time to waste, I guess? Yeah, while we're on yeah. that topic, let's play that funny cat video. <laughs> <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor, That's Fluffy. Sponsor. <laughs> uh, sadly, no no sponsors yet. Hint, hint. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not. Uh, yeah, we're not dropping subtle hints, but uh, anyone out there? So look, I mean, I'm looking uh, back back to your your piece here, which actually got some some great pickup in the in the regional 
press, um, which obviously wearing my PR hat makes me very excited for you. Um, you know, what, what I love about YouTube is it is almost, I mean, when you're setting it up for the first time, it's almost a repository for, and you've got here, and it's, it's an extension of your brand's communication. Yes. What I love about it, even at the very top, you link all your social channels there. So it's a, it's almost like a, a second website. Now I've you kind of I've I've seen articles that say, oh yes, Facebook is is the website for most small businesses. And in a way it is because you can do different kinds of content and text and stuff. But I think you, there's a lot more can be done with with YouTube uh, as a as the basis for um sort of bring, bringing together almost like an aggregator uh in in some ways for bringing all your entire digital presence into one place that's correct uh, and, and the opportunities are endless once you start playing around with how you can literally categorize and tag your videos mm -hmm. and and there's a lot of insight that comes in especially with the google analytics dashboard uh, you know, without sounding too technical, uh, you know, and we don't want to scare people away. We want people to come onto YouTube and YouTube is not sponsoring this podcast for that matter, which they should, because this is, <laughs> <laughs> but coming back to my original point, uh, I just, uh, you know, it's, it's the writing's pretty much on the wall. And uh, what we're saying is here's this great tool. Once you start logging in and you start uploading your videos, you can literally contain, contain and decide and configure the look and feel of what your YouTube channel would look like, what sort of videos you want to be highlighted. Uh, yeah. It's primarily uh, a huge billboard and you can literally put your best foot forward and you know share whatever you really want to do in terms of the services and products. And it's fairly easy to do. It shows yeah. instantaneous results. Uh, you just need to dabble around with it a bit. Uh, and that's about it, it's fairly simple. Um, the audience uh, mining is just phenomenal. And, and, and the irony is they all talk to each other where we tend to just give preference to one hand while not talking to the other. No one's denying that video is going to be huge again. I mean, this is, this is a thing. TikTok's just a new way of consuming video. I think, um, you know, I mentioned blogging before. I think a lot of people don't bother with that because it's, it's very uh, text-driven. But I think I think it's the it, it's the it's the coming together of of text, even static images and videos, because um, e even though now I say now it's been going on for a couple of years, you can search on Google via an image. Most of it is text-based search. So when you're and I don't want to jump ahead through your fantastic cheat sheet here for people uh, looking at YouTube, but um, you know, it's it's the tagging is so important because that aids the discovery. Cool. Uh, based on what you're doing. And most of that is still quite old school and text-based. That is true. Uh, video has been growing, is growing. There's a Cisco research out there which says by the year of, by, I think by the end of 2022, 82% of all consumer internet traffic would be video. I don't know where, where we will fare when it comes to the actual delivery, but I'm pretty sure it's gonna be phenomenal. We all know right now that we tend to absorb and recall and learn a lot more from videos as we would from just reading. Uh, mm. I believe, uh, as you rightly pointed out, not many people are blogging. They're doing vlogs primarily because you can explain and deliver a lot more information via video by talking and hearing than reading. 
And then you also have to realize the fact that, and that's something I've seen when I'm, I've been engaging with a, a few clients where the habit of reading is, and, and I don't want to sound like uh, someone who's overly pessimistic, but people just don't want to read anymore. They want to watch, they want to learn, they want to absorb, and it's just a more enriched experience. And I believe as, as clients and marketers, we should just do what is the humane way of interacting and communicating. Uh, and, I, and I'm I'm actually getting more and more into audiobooks as well. So that's, that's another 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 episode right there, probably. But um, clients, when they come to you as as an agency, uh, did, I mean, I imagine based on the fact that you put this article out, I imagine they don't come to you and say, "Hi, Fad, I'd like a YouTube strategy, please." And, they and give do you, not give you their objectives and a bit of a budget, and then you work work to that. What, what do they, how do they tend to come to you? They really don't. So most of them uh, usually start off with, we want to do video content. Uh, that's how it starts off. Uh, and, and I tell my team and everyone who works with me, even my clients, uh, it's not about having the right answers. It's just asking the right questions. Uh, and that's what we try to do whenever we're interacting with clients. So we usually start off with, or the brief is usually, we want to do a video, we want to be active on social media, or we're not getting conversions and click-through rates. So it's multitudes of uh, feedback coming in. And this is, we start getting this feedback when we dive in deeper and deeper. Uh, I am yet to come across a client who says, I really want you to work on my YouTube strategy. Uh, I've had one client, and I wouldn't want to name them, uh, unless they sponsor this podcast. Well, well exactly. Uh, Maybe we can edit that in later. We can edit that in. Uh, we've had... A few clients approach us and um, after discussions with us and uh, detailed insights that we've delivered to them. And I've, ha- I've done a few webinars during the past few months where I've expressed concern and you know, emphasized on the significance of YouTube where they've come up and said, we really want to work on a YouTube strategy. We realize that the numbers speak for themselves. Can you he- help put together one? Uh, the funny thing is it has to be part and parcel of what we offer as a service. And when I say we, I mean a digital agency. Uh, yep. Standalone YouTube strategy just doesn't appear anywhere in terms of a list of requirements. It just happens. We as an agency have to work on it and deliver on it. It's never an ask for thing. But yeah, exactly. You, you build the roadmap, I think, as, as part of that delivery. Uh, as, a, as a, yeah, I think it's, it's definitely more deliverables based client says I, I want to achieve that and then you plot you it out for them along the way that's true yeah. that's true we've spent uh, we spent a lot of time with a few clients uh, doing evaluations and measurement uh, reviews of our programmatic or display advertising campaigns and mm-hmm. we we specifically highlight the fact that YouTube has performed better uh, it also it always boils down to the fact what is the click to rate what are the impressions I think it's interesting, Found. We're talking about videos and going and YouTube specifically. Um, obviously, nobody can deny 2020 and COVID 19, et cetera, et cetera. Um, thankfully, things seem to be picking up more now in the second half of the year. Uh, from, from agency side, we're getting more new business requests coming in, which is great. Uh, I think budgets are still a bit lower than we would like because everyone's still recovering. But um, I believe you've been doing quite a lot of webinars and things. How how does that relate to YouTube and brand discovery and what 
have you? Are you finding it easy to do? Is it just a case of take the take the live video, chop it up, and repost it? Is there any specifics you would recommend? Yeah, so webinars have been have proved to be great, uh, great avenues of communication, great avenues of interaction, um, but something which was enforced onto everyone rather than by choice. But now a lot of people have literally, I, I believe, and I hope they've seen how they work and how efficient they are and the efficacy speaks for itself. Uh, in terms of webinars, what we usually uh, advise our clients is to use them as content curation channels because a lot of effort goes into putting a webinar together. Depends on the scale or the type of speakers you're pulling in. Uh, we've done a few projects with some clients where we had some global leaders and global opinion leaders coming together. And if you have two or three or more people coming together in, in, in a normal day pre-COVID, you probably have to fly them over, get people together, do a nice session or an event. And then you'd probably try to curate content out of that. It's just not efficient or logical anymore considering how things are in the COVID era. Webinars, in terms of webinars, I always encourage clients to curate that content. So first you do a webinar on whatever platform always stream it live onto YouTube so that you can capture and capitalize on your audience. And once you've done the live webinar, I always recommend that you upload a nicely post-produced edited version of the webinar where you can literally choose the key moments or the key elements you wanna highlight. And then also follow it up with a written piece because what you've, in essence, what you've done is you've brought opinion leaders together curated a nice piece of radio content that you can curate, but also you're sitting on this great piece of information and insights, which can be translated into written content. So webinars deliver on three or four layers of communication delivery, which people tend to forget. You have the yeah. live session, the video session, then you can do snippets, and then you can actually create a written blog or a write nice written piece, which can live on for a much longer time as compared to just that slot of the webinar. We're, um, my agency are, are, are actually doing exactly what you just said, and they're, they're looking to to kick that off quite soon. Uh, exactly that, that format, you know, a, a mix of people, and, and it will be, it'll be live broadcast, but to a an invited audience so not to not going live on one of the big channels uh, but to an invited audience and then out, out of that will be this insights piece so it'd be very um, uh, a bit more bespoke and a bit more sort of limited we're trying to sort of build that um kind of authority not not quite chatham house rules the mm -hmm. sort of behind doors because we'll be publishing something afterwards but a bit more of a you know, uh, looking for that prestige kind of aspect to it. So it's uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. It's, it's a format that can be easily tweaked, obviously. Anyway, anyway Fahad, look, I think, I mean, we've, we've covered quite a lot there on, on YouTube itself. And I, and I think it's it's definitely something that, I mean, it's, it's not going away, as we've said, you know, video content's here to stay and just gonna get more and more uh, prevalent, especially as people don't like to read uh, <laughs> anymore. Um, I mean, going, going forwards, are there any other, are you, are you seeing any any video related trends coming up here? Um, are we seeing more? I mean, obviously there's new features appearing on YouTube specifically all the time. You've got other channels doing their thing. I mean, LinkedIn finally did LinkedIn live video. Are you, is, there any, is there anything we should be looking out for in the future 
related to, to videos. Am I putting you on the spot here or do you have something ready to say? I wish I knew as much about what was happening on the video front as um, the people running YouTube or other platforms. I know for a fact that uh, again, and this is a trend which we've seen across all platforms. It just isn't, isn't isolated to YouTube, uh, YouTube or video for that matter. There will continue to be a lot of aggregator solutions coming out. Convergence will continue to rise. It has increased exponentially and phenomenally over the last decade or so. We'll see a lot of platforms talking to each other. We'll see a lot more capabilities uh, being handed out to the regular user with a mobile phone out there to create good content. We can see that embedded within native platforms. So on Instagram and the YouTubes, now you've got YouTube as an entire music library that you can use for free. While Facebook gives you these, you know, Instagram gives you these really cool filters. So you notice that there's a big, there's a massive drive to create a massive surge of good quality content. Uh, I see that becoming even better, more enriched. Uh, a lot of the functionality would be embedded within native platforms because all these platforms would really want the audience and users to stay with them. And that's something I can literally say. I see a lot of uh, other uh, you know, solutions or propositions coming out into the market, primarily which have to do with providing people the avenues of creating faster, cheaper, maybe even free video content uh, that would just not be limited to the YouTubes or the social media channels, the regular suspects that we keep on hearing again and again. Uh, I think it's really just gonna become very, very exciting. Wow, well, your, your optimism is, is overwhelming, Fad, especially the, I think you were talking there about a really great content being created by, by individuals. Uh, maybe I'm a bit cynical, but I, I must admit there's still a lot of rubbish out there as well. Uh, <laughs> It indeed is. Uh, like I said, um, anyone can buy a camera. Uh, yeah. Then there would be the Christopher Nolans or there would be people making funny cat videos. Yeah. I mean, there was, and again, not meaning to name a sponsor, but one of, one of the larger uh, phone manufacturers in the world, known for other products as well, that often start with an I. Um, anyway, but they, uh, they, they actually launched, was it the... the um, the iPhone cinema, I think, wait, oh no, it's vertical, vertical yes, cinema, which was, which was a fantastic, uh, you know, looking at the trend uh, that was coming out at the moment, obviously TikTok's very vertical as well. Uh, I'm, I'm more of a old, I'm, see, I keep saying how old I am, look at the white hairs here in the beard. Um, very much a landscape video man myself. Um, just, you know, and I, and I don't mind slipping my phone sideways just to watch a video. True, that is correct. It almost gets me into the mood for watching a video rather than I'm looking at my phone now. Um, so anyway, but the, I think these, these things will, will continue to, as you said, anyone with a phone could go either way. Cool. I hope, I do hope for more Christopher Nolans, but uh, you never know. I hope so too, because we could do with a lot more entertainment in life, especially in these times. So the very fact that video has actually helped uh, keep the fabric of the society together and it can go either way. We've seen the Black Lives Matter movement, which actually just exploded, you know, just triggered based on a piece of video content at the end. That was what triggered and people got to know. So it was a means of awareness to people learning to 
cook better or read more or listen to more poetry. So I think it all has to do with how radio has actually ingrained itself within the DNA of our society and absorb more and more and actually create, hopefully, better individuals. You're, you're right. Think, things like that lives matter. Massively, I think, underreported. And until you see this almost first-hand documentary footage, True. Uh, it didn't get the, the, the platform it, it needed. Uh, so completely agree with you there. But then you've got at the very other end as well, uh, people manipulating media to... It's not, it's not that widespread, but it does does make you question some things, especially from uh, some of the world leaders. That is true. And hence uh, why we're doing this here as a podcast, because we really literally want to fact check everything out there, uh, whatever we can, uh, you know, uh, everything. Per- we, we've started off the seeds where we want to fact check everything pertaining to digital advertising or trends. But, but Fahad, you're, you're totally right. And that's, that's exactly why we, we, we've called this podcast Fact Check. It's to try and you know, bring, uh, bring to bear at least our opinions uh, and a few facts smattered in along the way um, about marketing, communications, bigger stuff than that. We've started with YouTube just because it's, it's, a, it's a nice, easy topic to go with. But actually, I think if you don't mind, I'll just take this opportunity to invite our listeners, both of them, uh, to add in, in the comments or to send us a message uh, and let us know if there's any other topics they might be interested in us having a, a good old-fashioned chat about uh, and trying to bring, trying to bring a, a bit more awareness or, or, or fact-checkery uh, to any, any topics in particular. Uh, and with that, should we call it a day for now? I think we should. I need to go back to watching videos on YouTube again. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks again for your time, Fahad. Great to All talk right. to you. Likewise. Thank you, Johnny. And hopefully we'll, I will meet you soon. Okay. Cheers. Bye-bye. Right. Cheers. Bye.